Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Really good to be with you. Privilege and a pleasure as always to come before you. Because you're likely... Uh, experiencing this show in a digital format, we need to take that one enslaved mind at a time to one million enslaved mind at a time. The only way we can do that is if you share far and wide what you see and hear. Please do that here, please, because we need to mobilize America and we need to mobilize against election fraud, which we're going to talk about today with Kim Hermance. We're going to need to mobilize against the abuse and the recolonization of Maui by the rich and powerful under the support of the WF and all these globalist organizations. And we need to organize to take back our country and preserve the Constitution as the rule of law. Please do that. All right. Please share. We're brought to you by Noble Gold. And the story on the banks keeps getting worse and worse and worse. I'm getting reports every day. Dave uh, can't get as much money out of the bank with Wells Fargo or Bank of America that I'd like. And these stories are commonplace. And I'm saying the warning signs are here about the bank. We've already seen Weiss Research say 4,200 banks are in trouble. If that's only 10% accurate, that's 420. That'll break the system. It only takes about five more banks to break the system. We're in trouble. And they'll keep your money. Dodd-Frank 2010, they'll keep your money to soften their blow. Is your retirement connected to a bank, IRA, 401k? Well, Noble Gold can get that retirement away from that bank that'll keep your money in crisis and give it to you. You own it, and they'll back it with gold, which has held its value for 6,000 years. Keep in mind, the Federal Reserve, chief of all banks, has debased our currency. We've taken 85% of the value out of the dollar since the 1980s. That's an easy choice to make. Additionally, your bank account's at risk. Noble Gold has answers there, too. I want to send you a free information packet, and I want to show you how Noble Gold can help you. There's no obligation. No one's going to pester you, but they'll have the number on there. So first, go to DaveHodgesGold.com, DaveHodgesGold.com, and make sure that you call the number that's on there, 877-646-5347, with any questions to get started. Now, when CBDC comes in, and it's coming, game over. You're going to lose all these options. So right now, if you want to get outside the system to prepare, to really to preserve what you already have earned, this is your opportunity. DaveHodgesGold.com. Now, the FTC makes me give you a warning. They say that any investment can be an inherent risk, and there's no guarantees. Well, we agree with that, but keeping your money in the bank 
in stock, everything in there, that's a bigger risk than anything I think you could do. Also, ladies and gentlemen, again, I want to reemphasize, DaveHodgesGold.com. Do it now. Do not wait. Move while you still have the opportunity. Okay, now our guest today on the show is going to be a lady named Kim Hermance, and she, no nonsense person, she is one of the most professional, articulate, critics of the corrupt election system that the Democrats took over during COVID. And this is why COVID-19 was brought in. There's no question. Uh, We don't get into conspiracies in this particular interview. We're only going to deal with data, 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 data. And I got to tell you, you're going to come away impressed. You go, oh my gosh, there's actually people working for the Americans, even if it's not in the government. Hopefully you can join her. Our organization is accepting help, and you're going to really enjoy this interview because it's going to hit to the heart of what we know to already be true. By the way, Kim is from New York, and New York and California and Illinois, they're the epicenters of voter fraud, Arizona too, where I live. And uh, you're going to hear a lot of important stuff that you need to pay close attention to. Okay, so here we go, Kim Hermance. Thank you for joining us today on the show. And um, she's going to call for a little bit of support. And I would encourage you to give generously to her cause because she's fighting for your freedom. Absolutely, without question, this is the issue. Hey, thank you. We really appreciate you coming here, that you care enough about America to make a difference. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here. Thanks for staying with us through that intro. If you're joining us from a different venue, and thank you very much here. Uh, we have uh, Kim Hermance, as in romance. I love that connection she made uh, when I was learning to pronounce her last name. She is uh, the leader of the director of New York Citizens Audit. And, you know, we stand in the gap against election fraud, and we were among the first. And uh, some of you may remember when I wrote that first article about Arizona, 13 of my colleagues were notified within two hours of publication that Dave Hodges is going to get you killed if you keep promoting his work. So uh, we all know how dirty they are. And Kim is here to talk to us about what her organization is doing about the massive fraud that's in New York. And and I do believe there is massive fraud in New York. Uh, for the life of me, I thought Hockle might actually lose. Uh, I guess I was being naive, Kim. But anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time to be with us. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on your show with somebody who believes in election, honesty, and transparency. Yeah, it's kind of like, I feel like I'm pawning over a lost love from decades ago when we talk about election integrity. Um, but uh, yeah, we do need to get back to it. The um, Do you take any political sides? And I got to tell you my bias, and I certainly don't expect you to share this. But I'm on an anti-incumbent theme right now where I think about 95% of the GOP needs to be defeated in the primary because they have forsaken a lot of their values, and most of them are being led to the uniparty side. I don't know if you look at that or not. Um, but- um, well, obviously, as a citizen, I look at politics. Um, I was a, I'm actually a political science major from way back. Okay. New York Citizens Audit is nonpartisan. Uh, we are a 501c3 organization. Got it. We just want um, sovereignty through honest, provable elections. 
And uh, in in my opinion, it's not a red or blue issue. It's a red, white, and blue issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is why I'm calling for cleaning the slate. That's just my own personal bias. Because I just think there's a lot Congress could be doing to help Trump defunding these rogue organizations that are out of control and do facilitate voter fraud by their practices, particularly in the DOJ. But anyway, uh, with regard to New York, I'd like to start with the governor's race that occurred recently. Uh, I was surprised at the margin of victory, um, but I'm not surprised. Um, Did you find improprieties in that race, as many suspect? Well, we actually uh, just came out with our uh, 2022 report, which we are calling uh, New York's 2022 general election and the reign of error, apathy, incompetence or malfeasance with a question mark at the end there. Uh, So we one of the uh, major things we found is uh, 33 uh, 35, sorry, 35,000 more votes than voters that voted in that race. So we definitely found some major inconsistencies and uh, issues in the race. So Uh, this was statewide, Kim, that you're saying you had 35,000 more voters, people voted than there were registered voters. No, uh, 35,000 more voters than votes um, of the people that, uh, sorry, I said that backwards, 35,000 more are um, votes than voters that voted, right? So think of that as ballots and, you know, the people that actually went to the polls and, you know, filled out their ballot or, or mailed it in. So we have a huge discrepancy. And obviously, if there were $35,000 uh, difference in your bank account, you would ask for an audit. You'd want answers to your questions. And uh, that's basically what New York Citizens Audit is asking for. We want a end-to-end audit of the 2022 general election. And uh, basically, 2022 was ran on or run on uh, inaccuracies from the 2020 election. We uh, notified uh, election officials back in the the spring of 2022 of those issues. They still continue to uh, go ahead and ran the election. And you know, the problems weren't solved. So now we have two federal general elections uh, with issues in them where you really can't tell who won. Um, And that's it. We can't tell who won. So from 2020, one of the statistics that I uh, really, um, you know, that really strikes home to me is that there are 95 uh, federal and state races where we can't tell who won because of the number of discrepancies uh, is a greater than the margin of victory in those races. So, so basically, you, that's it. You can't tell who won because there's so many invalid and illegal registrations. They're basically not following the law. So the one of the ways I explain it is uh, we are a nation of laws, correct? We have the Constitution, um, which is the highest law of the land. There is election law or federal law um, at, at the federal level. Uh, and we also have the state level laws. And those laws are supposed to guard our election. Mm-hmm. The election officials are supposed to follow those laws. And that's what prevents um, issues such as fraud um, and um you know, just uh, any problems from uh, developing. And and that's like the guidelines or uh, and if they don't follow those guidelines, then we have problems. And 
you know, our national identity is dependent on those elections. I mean, it's our national critical infrastructure, federal, especially with federal elections, right? Because we elect the president, we elect uh, Congress from that. So uh, New York Citizens Audit basically started in July of 2021 uh, with a group of citizens on a chat room online who just kind of wondered what happened in New York. New York's supposed to be a deep blue state. So we organized and we did a freedom of information of law request. And we looked at what's called NICE Voter, which is the state voter rolls, and compared uh, those results in NICE Voter with uh, county voter rolls and a spreadsheet we downloaded from the Secretary of State official website. And not one of the figures matched. There were major discrepancies um, in 2020. The discrepancy was uh, just under 30, 340,000 more votes cast than voters who voted. So two federal elections now with with overages and uh, discrepancies that can't be reconciled. Well, Kim, let me ask you a question. When, you, when Obviously, you'll be thinking not just about problem identification, but solutions to that problem. What's a fair remediation or a legal remediation that should have taken place? Uh, well, the, it should never have been certified. Um, so the obligation of the uh, Board of Elections is to determine if a uh, election is accurate and valid. Um, and there, you know, if there are discrepancies such as that, they're supposed to investigate um, and determine where those issues are. Um, and, you know, after they investigate, you know, once you resolve all those discrepancies, then you then you can certify. But these elections were both certified with numbers that make no sense. It's in a, it's you know where they just don't follow the law. Uh, so it, we can think of the legal standard for approvable. Um, election based on four tenets of the law. So the first is voter rolls must be accurate. Votes counted must be from qualified electors. And the number of votes must equal the number of voters. And also in federal law, the maximum allowable error rate in a valid trusted election is one in 125,000 ballots. So that was is that is that a New York provision for the one in one twenty five thousand? No, no, that's a federal law. Federal that's law, federal okay. law. Yep, actually, uh, exactly. Um, you can find that in the federal voting system standards. Um, so, for example, let me go to twenty twenty two. The New York State allowable error um, rate would be forty eight um, ballots, but what we found was 745,246. Oh, my. Uh, in 2020, the New York State allowable error rate would be 70. Um, and what we found in 2020 was 960,476. So almost a million voting violations. Um, it's inexplicable. What, what do those violations mostly center on, say, the top two or three areas? Um, well, uh, for example, uh, in 2022, the big one is uh, we have 1.5 million uh, purge records with no purge date. Um, so you're not even supposed to be able to vote if you don't, if you're purged. Um, they, but th- without a purge date, you know, how can you even tell, uh, you know, when they were purged, that kind of thing? I mean, so these are just basic, uh, you know, laws, election laws that aren't being followed um, in in our voter rolls. And, and it's um, 
it, it's a simple thing. It's just uh, simple queries. You know, you run uh, the data uh, using uh, queries, you know, and with computer science today, we can... We- we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time you can process massive amounts of data and uh you know we find these uh discrepancies another one that we found uh that's quite interesting is uh we have 1.4 million counterfeit registrations uh, so counterfeit registrations are um, registrations made using pre-existing registrations as the source, but they assign a new record, a unique statewide voting serial number. Um, And this creates the opportunity for multiple votes to be cast by the same identity. Uh, In some cases, the original registration is real and verifiable uh, by direct canvas. And in cases, the original is unverifiable by direct canvas um, or other means, and we believe the voter is fictitious. So of those 1.4 million counterfeit registrations, 449,000 voted, and uh, twenty just over 2,400 cast double votes. Uh, and we had a total of uh, three-quarters of a million invalid and illegal registrations in 2022. 
So those are just, you know, some of the figures that we found. You can uh, go to our website, auditny.com, and uh, see all of our reports and uh, our resolution, uh, which is the uh, what we've been asking for across New York State um, in our towns and legislature. So what I do for New York Citizens Audit is I am uh, involved with the volunteer um, effort. So um, along with a co-volunteer of mine, we've created uh, strike teams, what we call county strike teams across New York State in each county. And our volunteers take our resolution uh, to town boards and ask for a audit of the 2022 election. And they give some of the figures from 2020 and now 22 and uh, ask for that audit um, and, uh, you know, try to get that resolution passed at the grassroots level uh, to put pressure on the legislature in New York. Because, of course, the legislature in New York is uh, they've got a super majority um, of Democrats there. So it's quite a challenge. Yeah. And that's where the conundrum is. Is this all data derived that you're doing or do you have to do any canvassing of the public? So it is all data uh, driven. Um, we have an excellent research team, um, but we did do canvassing to support uh, and um, the results that research had found. So we, uh, you know, we go out and knock on doors. The difference in New York, I think, than a lot of other campuses that got done across uh, the United States is we only target targeted those counterfeit um, registrations. So we knocked on those doors and asked the people, um, you know, is, is this your vote? Is this your name? You know, which one is you? Because, of course, they're counterfeit. So often there's more than one. And uh, we asked them which one is their voting record and is it accurate? And uh, so we did do, you know, we have been doing canvassing across New York State to, uh, you know, support and prove that the information we're finding from the research team is correct. What kind of resistance are you getting from authorities with the canvassing efforts? Uh, that's kind of interesting because just today we got an email about that where there uh, was some uh, claim that we uh, some of our canvassers were trying to uh, um, pretend that they were board of election officials, which is very far from the truth. I mean, we I very obviously go knock on doors and and basically say, you know, we're citizens, we're grassroots, we're volunteers, we're just checking the voter rolls, and we actually tell people if they they want to correct their record to call the board of elections. Uh, they also sent a letter out to all of the Board of Elections um, uh, in all 62 counties in New York State trying to discredit the work that New York Citizens Audit is doing. And the interesting thing about that is we're using their data. You know, it's their data that we're just looking at. Um, we're just counting. It's simple math. I mean, you know, granted, it's in the millions, but it's still just addition and counting and uh, comparing you know, what the law says to what we find in the voter rolls. And there's massive discrepancies. Well, also, I'm hearing a little defamation going on there. Um, I mean, this is, let me just share with you real quickly in Arizona, just so, you know, I feel like I need to deliver a warning and I hope it doesn't come to be for you. I have a source inside the AG's office, someone I've known for 25 years and Liz Harris who was, uh, uh, she and I have spoken at tea parties together and stuff, and she's been on my show a lot. So I know Liz fairly well. And Liz was really the other source besides me that really dug into these corrupt elections. And it cost her her a seat after she won an election. And 
Liz is now facing, although it's not become public, she has a source inside the AG's office. I have a source inside the state AG's office. They want to go after her for voter harassment and intimidation because of canvassing. And because she went to the homes of some black people, they want to get her on violation of the voter rights as it relates to KKK statutes. So are, are you getting any any noise like that, that they're preparing to move against you? And I think they're going to wait until we, we run up against the general election. I think that's when they're going to try to go after Liz. Have you encountered any such thing? Uh, not along those lines um, at all. I mean, for the most part, the Board of Elections refuses to meet with us, talk with us. Um, what we did do, interestingly, uh, just this past, uh, let's see, it would have been the week of August 14th, we uh, delivered a 500 gigabyte thumb drive to the Board of Elections with all of the suspicious activity that we found in our open source audit. Um, We were demanding or we are demanding a line by line reconciliation um, response in 10 days. And what we're going to do is if we don't get a response, uh, we will deliver that same suspicious activity report to the Department of Justice and the FBI um, so that was delivered to the Board of Elections. So they have line by line information of all the suspicious activity that we found. Um, and, and the reality is, is we don't want to be confrontational with the Board of Election officials. You know, we want our voter rolls uh, to be um, accurate. Uh, it, it's it's simple as that. I mean, that's what federal law says. So, for example, the National Voter Registration Act of 1993, the purpose of it is to ensure that accurate and current voter registration rolls are maintained. Mm-hmm. It, it's federal law and uh, they're not following it. Uh, and that's really the simple thing. Uh, we understand that many of the laws that were enacted, like, for example, uh, what's commonly known as motor voter, uh, you know, that allows whenever you go to, uh, say, the motor vehicle department, uh, a registration is created. Um, and it's supposed to be that you opt in. That's what federal law says. But what's happening in New York is you actually have to opt out. Um, you have to check the box that you don't want a registration record created. So that just creates, you know, oodles and oodles of uh, registrations that the local board of elections have to try to sift through. And I grant that that probably is challenging, um, but they have to do it right because they have to follow the law and they have to be accurate. And uh, it has to be done that way because that's the only way we get accurate and provable elections. Yeah, I like how you're going about this. Uh, very systematic within the rules. I, I don't want to be sarcastic, but good luck with the DOJ and FBI if you're forced to file a report, given the characters we have there. Um, they have actually persecuted people in your position, kicking in doors and stuff. And I mean, we've interviewed those people. Um, I, and the one thing I just wonder about here, I'll tell you what entered my mind. And I know your funds are limited. Everyone's funds are limited when it's grassroots, but They've committed defamation from what what you're telling me, and um, they're legally responsible for not fulfilling their fiduciary responsibility to have clean voter rolls. And I just wondered if you if you considered legal action because discovery could be really interesting and revealing. 
absolutely, we're, yeah. absolutely, we're considering legal action, and, and we're taking those steps. Uh, to, you know, obviously, you would approach the board of elections first, try to resolve your issues. Uh, you know, then of course we're doing the suspicious activity report, but we absolutely are considering a legal action um, on behalf of the of the voters and citizens of New York State. Um, you know. As you said, the big challenge, of course, is finances. Uh, so I'm going to put a plug in here, auditnewyork.com. Please go donate and uh, support our legal efforts because we are, um, you know, actually hopefully this fall rolling out a, a big push to uh, get funding for a lawsuit. And, and the other issue, of course, is always trying to find a brave attorney to uh, uh, to take on the case uh, because, you know, many of the attorneys are, uh, you know, they, they are in danger of losing their law licenses uh, with the bar, you know, if, if they do take on these cases. So you need you need some uh, brave attorneys as well, which we have in, in America, but uh, we, we need a few more. Um, one name comes to mind and he went after the vaccine issue with the um, um, frontline doctors. He was their attorney of record to begin Tom Rents. Yeah, he's kind I've, of, I've talked you know, to him personally. Okay. He's a right. very devoted and uh, interesting gentleman. Yep, yep. He uh, seems uh, to have uh, the weight of the world on his shoulders with those vaccine-injured uh, clients that he's representing. But he's taking a look at voter fraud now, too. He's branched into other areas, and he's got a show on uh, Brighton under Mike Adams. Um, so he's he's gone public now. He is not licensed in New York but he could find someone that is. I think you're going to have to find a lawyer that's licensed in New York, but practices in another state primarily. And if they lost their law license in New York, it wouldn't be catastrophic to them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, I fought a property rights battle um, from 2004 to 2012, where the state was trying to force me and my rural community of 300 families off our land without any compensation. And they took a long haul approach by denying property rights. And we had four lawyers that initially took our case and quit because John McCain was the primary driving force to get us off our land. And they wanted to be judges one day, and they were afraid he was going to be president. So uh, we lost four legal representations by in-state. And what we found is you really need to go to where it's multi-state. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's really... You're really wasting your time if you find a New York lawyer, unless they're close to retirement and they look at this as a noble cause and, you know, they really have nothing to lose. But, yeah, that's finding a a competent lawyer is good. And you got to be leery of this, too. We found this, too. You'll find a shyster lawyer who really plays for the other side and pretends to be your ally and will sabotage your case. You got to be worried about that too. That's another thing. Yeah, and, and and that's uh, yeah, that's very true. But I think as citizens, we've educated ourselves on the law. So yeah. uh, by being knowledgeable um, and not depending on uh, every you know somebody else to do the work for us, we we've done it ourselves. Uh, our, our executive director Marley Hornick has just literally become uh, probably more knowledgeable than most uh, election officials about the law, and uh, and all of us at New York Citizens Audit. Are, are along those way, uh, well along uh, on that path ourselves. Um, we have over uh, 2,000 volunteers across the state, which is uh, pretty exciting, um, and they're super motivated. Um, they go out uh, to, like I was mentioning before, the town boards and bring this resolution for an audit. And uh, we, you know, we've delivered this resolution 
solution uh, to probably over 200 town boards across New York State. So we are definitely turning up the heat, if you will, in New York State and uh, trying to uh, pressure um, our legislature. And we actually, uh, back in January, we had a day uh, where a group of us went to the legislature and met with Democrats and brought our summary um, of the 2020 general election, uh, which was called a study in deficits. And we brought that data to them. Um, we also um, had on May 1st, we're able to have a presentation before the uh, election law committee um, of both the assembly and the Senate. Um, so we were able to give a presentation there. Um, of course, the budget process was ongoing. So that was a little bit of a challenge trying to give that presentation. But if people are interested, you can go to our website, auditny.com, and you can see that presentation as well. Um, we have a super gifted um, research lead. Um, he goes uh, by Art Zark. Um, and but his uh, his real name is Dr. Andrew Paquette, and he did uh, some amazing research on the voter rolls and discovered uh, the illegal manipulation of uh, the New York State voter roll database um, base. So um, a massive and deliberate uh, crime. Um, it's steganography within the voter rolls. Um, so algorithms that he found. Um, and he got his research published recently in May in the Journal of Information Warfare, which um, uh, is a peer-reviewed uh, journal. Uh, so that was a big thing for us, basically. Uh, can, can I stop you for a second? What did he sure. find that was manipulative that our audience could identify with? You got to stay in. Um, you got to stay in layman's terms now. Um, yeah. So uh, basically, steganography is like pictures that are hidden. Um, so it, it's um, it, it's it it at, works as if. Um, how can I explain this? Um, this if, if people are. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Familiar with, uh, from World War II, uh, the device that um, was used in World War II uh, to encrypt um, messages and the British um, and Americans decrypted it. it. It's sort of kind of that oh, yeah. kind of a thing. It's hidden, right? So it's hidden within the voter rolls um, under eight layers of obfuscation. Um, it, it, it is complicated. So for me to try to explain it here uh, would be challenging. But if anybody's really interested in it, uh, again, our website, auditny.com under data, uh, there's also voter education. There's videos that explain. Yeah. Um, and that, that'd be where I would refer people who want more information. Um, but basically what you need to know is that it shouldn't be there. It, it absolutely shouldn't be there. And his, his findings show an emergency breach of our national security infrastructure. Uh, and that's, you know, by cybersecurity experts. So basically, uh, it, it's a, a big problem in New York. We took that information to the New York State Police, 
uh, back in May of last year as well. And that information was given to the FBI. And uh, none of us at New York Citizens Audit has received a call back from the FBI on that. You won't. You won't. Um, when you talk about this uh, hidden item that's buried under eight layers uh, I'm looking for an outcome statement. We don't have to walk through the process because it's probably too complicated to do in a short interview like this. But what I'm worried about here is what's the outcome of this? Does this allow people to vote multiple times under fake names? What's the outcome? Um, I believe it's tagging records so that you can find uh, some of these illegal registrations. Right. So if if you're trying to manipulate uh, the elections, you have to, uh, you know, how do you figure out which ones you've inserted um, in, you know, 21 million records that are part of nice voter. Um, so it's kind of like an illegal tagging system or a tagging system. So you can find them later or that's. Let me see if I understand this. Let's say you find 100,000 illegal registrations. Okay, and this system is facilitating this. Does that mean it could show up as 100,000 inserted votes artificially within the system? Um, not quite. Um, so it, it's kind of an interesting story how he found it. Uh, so when you get on the New York State voter rolls, they give it to you on a disk. Um, and he immediately took his disk and started, you know, manipulating the data. Um, there was a uh, lightning storm and he lost everything. So he had to reload it. So he did the same thing again, uh, went through it. And about a week later, there was another lightning strike. And I'll call it kind of an act of God. And it was at that point he found patterns. And so there are patterns in the voter rolls um, ba- that you can see. Um, you know, so like uh, it's based on, um, how can I explain it? Uh, it, it, you know, like every 10th um, entry or every 10th line um, is, uh, you know, a, a, a registration. And then that's how they're they're using it to take the, um, you know, registrations that uh, uh, that that, you know, may be illegal. So uh, I would really advise people to go to audit ny.com because it is very complicated Um not I, I think understood. I got it. I think you, so I think I prefer, you explained it. I'm sorry. It allows people who shouldn't be voting to vote. That's one thing I think it does from what you're it, saying. It's possible. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I don't think we've totally uh, aired that out. And we certainly don't know who put it there. So there's a lot of questions to be answered. But like I said, it definitely shouldn't be there. Yeah. That, um, what so you're I, saying you know, to prefer, me. Yeah, go ahead. This, sorry. I'm sorry. This makes a lot of sense to me because um, the work that uh, the law enforcement source I told former law enforcement source I told you about that can, can really break down the voting machine irregularities and violate statistics and probabilities. I'm sure he knows about this because he also talks about how fake votes are implanted in the system that shouldn't be there. Um, and I and I think you may have hit onto something here. Um, and the other thing that I've been told, and I'd be interested in speaking to this expert, is when you find a violation like this, it branches off into other truncated areas that affect voting, too. So you may have just hit the first cause of how they manipulate the vote electronically. Um, but I suspect from what I've been told by my source, this could go three or four levels deep in other ways to attack it. And this is just the gateway. 
So I don't know if he said anything to you like that or not, but I'm pretty sure of what I'm telling you. Well, there's an interesting relationship between it and our January 1st registration votes, which is, uh, for example, in 2022, uh, we found uh, 988,000 January 1st registration dates, which the Board of Elections isn't open on January 1st. Um, And yeah, right, exactly. So it doesn't make much sense. And there is that connection with those January 1st registration votes. Yeah, that's it. Uh, That's that's what I'm talking about. That's one example of what I'm talking about. Um, Boy, you have hit the mother load here with this. I'm telling you, this is this is actionable in court. The problem is you got to find the right judge. And his name can't be Alvin Bragg. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's a challenge in New York, uh, no matter what we do. Uh, It's, um, you know, when you've got the supermajority in the New York State Legislature and you've got uh, Kathy Hochul and the, uh, you know, Letitia James, the attorney general uh, in New York State, it's a challenge here. And, you know, we we follow the law ourselves and we expect our elected officials to follow the law. And, And to me, that's the narrative that has to get changed, that it's not okay okay to have shenanigans and and what we found is way more than just shenanigans it it's um i got involved um you know i i think i mentioned i was a political science major uh back in uh college um but basically i raised my family uh you know, went through life and it was COVID that basically uh, it made no sense to me. Uh, you know, all of our freedoms got thrown out the window. My husband and I volunteered at a, a local food bank and people were struggling to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, you know, that whole bit, uh, and then the election, uh, November 3rd, 2020, where I literally saw the rule of law get thrown out the window, uh, waited for, uh, you know, Congress, our state legislators, the judicial system, somebody to take a look at all of this. And of course, you know, as we all know, uh, thing got thrown out of court or a lot of things got thrown out of court on the standing issue. Um, nothing seemed to happen. And, you know, I just basically said, if, if no one else is going to do it, I've got to do it. Um, and joined, you know, the efforts in actually Pennsylvania and Arizona. Um, you know, made phone calls, sent emails. And then in July of 2021, like I mentioned, uh, got together with New York citizens to take a look. And since then, um, you know, I've been highly involved in uh, election in, uh, efforts in, in New York State. So um, it's, uh, it, it's uh, just inexplicable, uh, absolutely unbelievable to me what, what I found. And uh you know, definitely my eyes are wide open, if you will. <laughs> What's your feeling about percentage of population? And, and let me ask you a question this way. You're facing an overwhelming majority. You said the legislature is a super majority. So, and the let, let's put it this way. New York, Dem- New York judges are filled with Democrats that have agendas and make judge-made law. That's no secret. That's ubiquitous. So changing it within the system seems like it could be difficult but I'm wondering, have, have you arrived at any kind of an estimate about what percentage of New Yorkers are having their rights violated because their will's not being enforced? Like in Arizona, I can tell you right now, in the 2020 election, 
We feel that about 60% of the vote went to Donald Trump. It might have been as high as 70. And in the 2022 election, they just disenfranchised major blocks of Republican voters. 60% of the voting machines failed in heavy Republican districts in Maricopa County. We estimate 300,000 votes were affected. Um, And nothing ever happens in court. We keep getting corrupt judges to throw things out that shouldn't be thrown out. Um, I'm sure you're facing the same thing. You said you get a case thrown out on standing. Every voter has standing in election. I don't know how they make that ruling. So when I look at that, when you look at the odds that are overwhelming politically, where do you think the public falls in this? Well, there's no question that votes uh, our voters uh, in New York State and actually across the nation, um, their votes are being diluted, right? So uh, if New York State elections aren't accurate and provable, that affects every other voter in every other state. Um, I don't know any percentages. Um, that's not something that um, I, I don't believe we've looked at. Um, but it is definitely a federal crime, a civil rights violation um, that, you know, there's none of these elections. So 2020, the 2022 should have been certified. And we are looking at it not necessarily uh, as an issue to, um, you know, that somebody didn't get elected or should have been elected. Uh, again, we're nonpartisan. Um, we we can't tell who won. Uh, you know, that statistic I gave in the beginning that there's, you know, 95 races uh, in 2020 where you can't tell who won. Um, and those, you know, the people that are in office when you can't tell who won, they can't prove they won, are making laws and making decisions that affect everyday Americans. So absolutely, um, our civil rights are, are being violated. Yeah, I, but in, in Arizona, they were so blatant and sloppy about it. We're able to fix some numbers on this and and be within the laws of probability. I used to teach stat and research, you know, <laughs> to university. So this this is something, you know, when I see probabilities that are out of whack, you know, then that's where you start your investigation. But the one thing uh, that we found here was we really believe 300,000 voters were were disenfranchised. Uh, what they did is they would go to a vote. This happened actually to a relative of mine. She went to vote. Um, sorry, the machines aren't working. Go to a second place. And she was able to do that. But she said people dropped out of line after waiting three hours. Yeah. They were elderly. They were in wheelchairs. That's disenfranchisement. And there was a former state senator who was the, a county uh, board of supervisors chair in Mojave County. And he was refusing to certify the election for the county. And the person running for governor on the Democratic side, Katie Hobbs, uh, Secretary of State, ruling in her own election. I mean, I'm saying it again, ruling in her own election. She told Ron, if you don't certify, I will send you to prison. And this was her yeah. election. She was ordering Thanks. the certification. I don't think you've seen that in New York, but it's coming. There's one more thing I want to present to you, because maybe sure. we can build a bridge to California. Paul Preston is the head of the new California movement, and they're making progress towards becoming a 51st state. But what's not being publicized very much is what he's doing. He's responsible for initiating an affidavit process with friendly sheriffs in counties that are largely, let's say, sane and don't like corruption. And they're forcing the resignations of several top officials who have engaged in voter impropriety. And I, I don't know if you've thought about initiating this, if you even know about it. But if you don't, I can facilitate an introduction to Paul Preston, and he'll give you the A to Z on how to do it. 
Because it's just another way to bring pressure on illegal vote manipulation. Well, obviously, we would uh, love the uh, introduction, that's for sure. Um, sure. I have heard of him. I am aware of, uh, you know, the efforts in California. Um, interestingly enough, um, and this is anecdotal, of course, um, you know, on Election Day, uh, you know, this past uh, November 2022, um, I was getting texts from people who knew I was involved in elections um, from where I live, which is in Western New York, of a lot of the same issues that Arizona experienced of, you know, machines being down and things like that. Um, and we have, uh, we do take citizen reports um, on our website, auditny.com, so you can fill out a citizen report. And then we do, you know, we have collected affidavits from that um, as well. Um, the biggest problem we have is the volume of that you know there's there enough to um actually you know um and you can see some trends to it but you know you need more than just you know a few and like everybody we have trouble getting um our the word out right uh you know mainstream media doesn't want to advertise us too much so um, (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's an understatement that really is you won't believe the abuse i've taken for doing this but um in, in in terms of looking across the country Paul is in Paul Preston in California is involved in doing what you're doing, but doing it in a different way. Um, in Arizona, we have some groups that are now forming and rising up. How many states do you know of that are doing things like what you're doing? Oh, there's groups in uh, every single state. Every 50 states have groups of, you know, uh, various sizes. States have more than one. Uh, so there's, uh, you know, I've been, you know, having been involved in this uh, election effort uh, since uh, 20, well, 2020, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm very familiar with uh, many of the other um, leaders in other states. And that's what gives me hope is that idea that there are citizens, even if mainstream media isn't promoting it, there are citizens actively working um, in every single state. Uh, at a grassroots level to affect change in their state. Uh, and just like New York, it is doing um, it as well. So well, that gives me hope. Yeah. Um, what about allies inside the legislature in the super minority? <laughs> the super, yeah, yeah. So in other words, how, uh, how, how what's uh, uh, the impact uh, that we're having with uh, the uh, GOP, if you will? Um, I personally have presented uh, to um, several leaders. Um, we, uh, our efforts to get legislation to have an audit of 2022. Uh, there are, you know, we have allies, um, you know, that are, are, you know, trying to help us. Um, but it, it's a challenging environment in New York State. Um, I think the uh, GOP federally, right, came out with uh, that whole listing of, you know, what the GOP stands for in terms of elections, which was super hopeful as well um, recently. So that's kind of uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in New York State. But overall, um, it's been a challenge, uh, even with the GOP. Yeah, they don't want to, uh, uh, you know, talk to us. Uh, it's a challenge. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Well, the one thing I, we discovered here in Arizona was this. The election of 2022 was primarily stolen by GOP uniparty members. Bill Gates, Stephen Reischer, County Clerk and Recorder, Maricopa County Board of Supervisor in the case of Gates. And um, they're the ones that set up the voting machines to do what they did. They're responsible. 
and they wouldn't redo the election despite overwhelming. You didn't have to even prove a conspiracy. You just showed the election didn't work for a lot of people. But uh, so the Republicans are just as culpable here. Are you finding uniparty um, infiltration in New York that's compromising GOP efforts towards getting fair elections? It's a like I said, it's a challenge. Uh, For example, example, uh, some of uh, there's a county uh, near me where uh, a group of, um, you know, Americans who just want what's best for America, America first, I'll call it, were trying to get even in on their in their um, as a committee person. Um, and the uh, resistance uh, from the party itself, uh, just, you know, to have some new committee people uh, was was incredible. So yeah. it, it's a slog fest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it, you know, it, it's like World War One in a way. Uh, you know how like you're in the trenches in World War One, uh, the Maginot Line, right, where no one got anywhere. I, I sort of feel like that sometimes working with uh, a lot of our volunteers at the grassroots level. Um, you know, they're just uh, tr- trying inch by inch to to fight their way forward, if you will. How much have you asked? I know the answer in Arizona, but have you estimated how much one side can cheat in an election given the system that exists now? Is it 6%, 10%, 20%? Do you have an estimate on that? No, I do. I don't have that kind of a, a number. Um, you know, I, again, we focused very much on the data. Um, yeah, number, right. You know, we, we definitely look, we looked at the voter rolls. We looked at the numbers. We looked at the law and we really focused our attention on that because that's the thing I think that ordinary citizens can understand. Um, I have to follow the law as a citizen and so do our board of election officials and our, uh, leadership. Yeah. And, uh, that's where we focus because I think that makes the most sense with citizens. Uh, they can understand that. And when they see these, you know, great numbers, the great quantity of numbers where simple things aren't followed, uh, you know, even in terms of, uh, you know, having an address in, in a record, um, you know, where that isn't even showing. Well, how do you know they even live in New York state or in your county? Um, so that's the kinds of things that I think really um, connect with citizens. And that's what we focused on. But let me tell you, you've given me enough information just in this short interview that, and I can't cite you the numbers you gave me. I'd have to go back and listen to the interview, but you have a sound basis to make a statistical statement that would say the probabilities of our research indicate that as many as this many votes could be affected. You gave me real data, and each mm-hmm. one of those data improprieties or data irregularities or illegalities is a potential stolen vote. And I think it's a fair statement to use that and say, potentially, this is what we could be looking at as a ceiling-level effect. I mean, you've got really good information. I mean, your information is as good. That first 10 minutes of the interview, that information was as good as anything I've ever heard. Uh, and you've got a lot, I think, you can do with that data to where the average person says, oh, that many votes, it could be stolen. Well, we're not saying it happened that level, but this is the potential, and they refuse to clean up the system. See, that's something I'd relate to as, as, a, as a voter. Uh, I think you've got, you've got a gold mine here, and I know of no one across the country that has the data you have, maybe except for Paul Preston. 
Uh, like talk, got, like I mean, I just, I just touched on the data. I mean, I should, it's because, you know, the number to get swimming. But, you know, just to give you another interesting one from 2022, um, there are uh, 712,000 purge records that were never active. So they were created perched. How does that happen? It makes no sense. Yes, exactly. So those kinds of, you know, that kind of data, uh, you know, just um, I guess I can flip some pages and find some of the information for um, I was just going to look for registrations. Let's see. Here's one uh, that is kind of interesting. Um, 143,000 registered after the last voted dates, 201,000 where the voter identity is unverified, uh, age discrepant registrants, which is means they're older than 150 years of age, which is the oldest known person in the United States, 20,000. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I mentioned the blank address registrants before. That number in 2022 is 48,000. Okay. Um, right. So, and of course, 2020, because it was a presidential race, the numbers are, are even greater uh, than those. So we've got now two federal election cycles with some excellent data. And um, we have a great team. I mean, they really are, uh, the, the team is just miraculous. Uh, the, the devotion and the um, uh, the desire for excellence is how I would just explain our team. I mean, everybody really goes yeah. the extra mile uh, to make sure that the data we're putting out there is accurate. And like, so even our research I mean, nothing gets put out there unless it's triple reviewed. So three people look at it, they have to agree, and then that's what, you know, the numbers get out there. So you so, do your own peer review before you even We are doing our own peer review. Yes, wow. exactly. Yep. Okay. Well, it's listen, important you, to be right. You've got as good of information. You could add all those numbers up you just cited to me and say, potentially, this is how many votes were improperly cast. And then I could say, and for example, I'll give you an example. Let's say 300,000 votes were affected in Maricopa County. Let's just say only 10% of those, this is a valid criticism. Carrie Lake wins the election going away. I mean, that's the kind of, to me, the, those are the kind of things that catch my attention. Uh, this is amazing stuff. This, I got more out of this I, I, of this interview than I think I've gotten out of any other I've done, including in my own state. Um, you know, you need some financial support because I think the lawsuit will be important for the reasons we, we said. So tell people how they can contribute because we got about a minute left. Uh, well, you go to auditny.com, uh, click on the donate button and uh, contribute there. Um, we are, you know, we're all volunteer. There's no one that gets paid in our organization. People are donating thousands of hours. And then we um, always can use help. Um, so volunteer as well. That's auditny.com, volunteer. And of course, all of our reports are on there. Um, we have videos explaining uh, a lot of what we found, including uh, the stenographic algorithms that we were talking about. Uh, there's all of our interviews uh, that, you know, our uh, executive director has done some amazing interviews, um, you know, so that would be where I would direct people to go as well. But auditny.com, donate to help us out. Yeah, we'll be happy to promote that for you because without elections, we are the Soviet Union of the 1970s and 80s. Uh, Kim, this has been terrific. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please, please give what you can. Five dollars, whatever you can give. This is the beginning of turning things around. 
And I'd say New York and California are the two worst states. So she's in the heart of the fight. Kim, thanks so much for being with us. And as we approach uh, election time, we're going to have you back to find out what's what what the update is. And if you go lawsuit route, we want to hear about that, too. And uh, if you could facilitate any introduction to me to people who could talk about the Hawaiian election, because I got some data, but I want to talk to people who are involved in this because the people of Lahaina are getting screwed and we need to find a way to help them turn around politically, too. That situation is so, so, so sad. And absolutely. I mean, it's elections have consequences. And that's, you know, the perfect example uh, of how uh, government is not, you know, serving the people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, it's great having you on and uh, look forward to having. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.